Hey, it's Dalton here. Uh, we were unable to record a full episode of the Mini Break podcast last night, but Max Rothman has a quick update for you. Um, stay tuned after his update for a funny story from our latest Cracked Interviews with Mike Cation. Welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, your daily roundup of the biggest storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Thursday, March 21st, and I am your host, Max Rothman. And unfortunately, today is going to be an extra mini, mini break podcast, as last night we were unable to record. Uh, I take full responsibility for that, as I was feeling under the weather. Uh, And unlike Pete Sampras on this day in 1994, uh, when he won the what was then called the Lipton Championships, uh, which is now today the Miami Open. Um, Agassi was very kind to give Sampras an extra hour uh, before the match started to recover from some flu-like symptoms, and uh, Sampras actually came back onto the court and was able to take the title. Uh, So I am not as strong or competitive, clearly, as Sampras was um, and was unable to record last night, but... We promised we would try and cover everything in tomorrow's mini break that should have been covered today, uh, although there were, there are scheduled 64 matches for today, so that, that might be tough. But we will try and cover everything from today's matches that we were supposed to cover uh, on this episode. You know, we, want, we wanted to cover some of the women's matches, you know, including Azarenka versus Garcia, Osaka's older sister playing Osegway, uh, and my co-host Kale Hammond has some, you know, good inside stories on some of these matches. Uh, you know, we wanted to cover some of the men's stuff as well. You know, Janko Tipsarevich winning his first match in 500 days, uh, you know, talking about Songa's loss in the qualifying, and, you know, I will probably go on a rant about that in the episode for tomorrow. Uh, Jim Courier had some interesting comments about, you know, how the game's a business and, and you know, how this conversa- conversation should stop. Uh, so we'll go into that. And, you know, also just uh, an interesting thing, you know, Query and Ferrer play today. Uh, and interestingly enough, there was a Twitter poll done to see what people think. And uh, actually, 80, 69% of people, according to ATP Tour's Twitter poll, think Ferrer is going to win this match. So uh, kind of kind of interesting. But again, we apologize that we couldn't get you coverage for today's matches. And uh, we hope that you'll come back tomorrow and, and get everything that you need out of the Mini Break podcast. So you know, I'll sign off here. And as we always say, that's a break. Today's interview is a very special one for me. Um, obviously, as a lifelong fan of pro tennis, I've trying to consume it in any ways possible. And early on, I found out if you go to livestream.com backslash ATP, you can find just a laundry list of challenger matches available for you for streaming. I've been doing that since at least 2012, 2013 range. It's one of my favorites websites uh, on my computer, so I can always just click it right away. And I am so thrilled today to bring on our guest. Uh, you know him on Twitter at Mike C. Tennis. He, of course, is the play-by-play guy on the USTA Pro Circuit. And if you've listened to any of his calls, you know 
It's Mike C. Tennis. Mike Cation here joining you on the USTA Pro Circuit. Mike Cation, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast, and thank you for doing this. No, Alex, I'm really happy to do it, and I appreciate uh, all the work that you guys do. Uh, getting to see you guys at National Team Indoors just a couple weeks ago in Chicago, I see how hard you're working, and I just have a lot of respect for that, so I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. Set the scene for our listeners. We are in, I believe, Sarasota, Florida. Francis yeah. Tiafo, Mitchell sure. Kruger. Yeah. I'll, what seemed to be a lucid phone in the audience projecting, yeah. what we'll just say it, it sounded like two people were f***ing, and yeah. you as the commentator bring us through, just what are your thoughts as that's going on, and are you thinking to yourself as you're commentating it, oh my god? Yeah, it was, what's funny is initially I didn't hear it, um, because I was wearing headphones that didn't have the courtside mic amplified too too loud. Um, so I didn't hear it, but I saw the players kind of looking and then I had to, I took one headphone off so that I could actually hear it. Um, and so this, mind you, this is all within a span of like 30 seconds, the way I'm going to describe it. But at first I'm just like, oh man, it's somebody's phone in the crowd. Like how embarrassing that they, they had this on their phone. They were watching and just like pulled up a a browser real quick to maybe like research one of the players. And then all of a sudden there's, uh, then I, was, I saw Mitchell Kruger start to walk towards his bag, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, Mitch. Because <laughs> I, I genuinely thought it was his phone that maybe he'd been watching burn right before the match. Like, I, I said that to him afterwards, so I feel fine saying it now. But then I was just like, oh, my God. Then he grabbed the ball and just hit it at the, the apartment. Um <laughs> It, all, all of this was in within 30 seconds. Like, you just try to adequately describe what was going on because I don't necessarily know how loud it is for people who are watching the stream. Like, I had no idea. Um, so, I, I mean, it was just this beautiful moment, and there was not a single person on earth who could have been better than Francis Tiafo in that moment. I mean, it, it just... It, it, to have that particular personality right there for that particular thing... Uh, godsend no uh it was one of the all-time moments that you getting hit uh i mean there's too many to list to go through now but (laughs) you did a fantastic job and i feel like the i think it was a dead spin article that really brought attention to it it was huge for me yeah i mean listen i i to all kidding aside like suddenly people were just like hey there there's commentary at challengers I mean, it was, it was like all kidding aside. It's a big deal. Like, no, wait, I agree. this is a, this is, oh, there, there are commentators here. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, like exposure is such an important part for these players, um, for this challenger tour, um, for the ITF world tennis tour, whatever. I, I, I'll just end with this story. So as I mentioned, the tennis channel covered Dallas, they picked up our feed for Dallas um, and so we, we did Monday, um, and it was, it was kind of, you know, we we're trying to figure out the kinks, make sure everybody was happy with it. But then the next day, the very next day, around 4 o'clock, this woman comes into the broadcast booth in Dallas, and she says, are you the person I saw or I heard on TV yesterday? I said, yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> um, and she said, I just want you to know I live about two and a half hours away. But I didn't, I didn't even know about this thing. And I saw it on Tennis Channel last night. And I decided today I didn't have anything to do. I was going to drive over. And then it just made me again think, we just have to find ways to expose more people 
to this challenger level especially, if we're talking about in the grand scheme with the ATP and the ITF, how we make it so that we're in many ways equivalent to golf in that say the top 200, 250 people are making good livable money. I mean, that's where it starts. The, the fact that the media takes the challenger level seriously, the fact that fans take the challenger level seriously, the fact that all broadcasters take the challenger level seriously, it's crucial. And, and as much as we joke about the, the sounds in Sarasota and, and, and how funny it was, the fact that people then said, wait a minute, there's a guy commentating on these? Like Chris Fowler reached out to me. Chris Fowler reached out to me because of that. Like, think about that. All of a sudden, this is the guy who does commentary play-by-play -play on ESPN, and he's just like, how about that? There's a guy doing commentary on these challengers. It must be, it must be a thing. Um, so, like, that's the thing. If, if I, it's such a, you guys have such a unique and, and dedicated, hardcore tennis audience, um, and I, I don't really need to say it to this particular audience, but I, I always say it, go watch some professional tennis if it comes to your neighborhood. If you have a challenger, if you have whatever they call futures now, just go out and watch it, see the struggle, see the competitiveness, see the level, um, and, and you, won't, you won't turn away. So that's, that's, my, that's my pitch.